0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Happy Wednesday and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. Here's a quick announcement. Our November heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for a Better Living digital magazine designed to help moms build a better future for themselves, their families, and loved ones is now live at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. November's theme is Celebration of gratitude and thankfulness, the magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO, of your family. So please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com and treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and enlightening stories. You deserve it. As for our radio show today, my guest for this morning is Desiree Roby Antilla. Desiree is a housewife, mother, and sales executive by day and an astrologer by night. Somehow, when she discovered astrology on the internet at the tender age of 12, it spoke to her soul. Since then, Desiree has spent decades studying and mastering the discipline. She specializes in sun signs and astrological relationships. Along the way, she has helped her friends who cherish her insights on the synastry of relationships during their dating years. Desiree has also written numerous articles on matchmaking, cosmic timing, and forecasts. She teaches astrology classes in her local community and has conducted hundreds of natal chart and synastry readings. As a Scorpio, her attributes include likable personality traits of passion, ambition, full of imagination, assertiveness, loyalty. And honesty. She's also one of our featured expert contributors for our September Inspirations for Better Living magazine. Please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to read her inspiring and empowering story, "Finding Love in the Sun Signs" in the Heart of the Stove section. As for our kitchen table conversation this morning, Desiree and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life journey and her newly released book, Sun Signs in Love, Relationship Compatibility by the Stars. Good morning, Desiree. Happy Wednesday, and welcome to From My Mom's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing today?
2: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I am doing very well today.
1: Wonderful. It is a pleasure to have you with me. Sun Signs in Love is a beautifully written, heart-centered, and passion-driven guide and reference book It is an excellent spiritual and educational read, so congratulations on this release.
2: Thank you so much. It has been a decade in the making and a total dream come true, and it's just so fun that it is officially out into the world, into the universe, (laughs) and I'm very excited about it.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment
2: yeah so i am from minnesota i was born um, and raised in a smaller town up north in minnesota called Duluth. Um and then i went to college in orlando florida And actually, I am now back in Minneapolis, and I live um, in a suburb here in Minneapolis. We have some snow outside today, which is very magical, our first kind of big snow of the season. So (laughs) that is (laughs) where I'm at presently.
1: Wonderful. That's really fascinating. And now, who were your influences during your life when you were growing up in Minnesota?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, In my personal life, I would Mm -hmm. say definitely my father's mother. So my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, she is also a writer,
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: very educated woman. I think she was one of the first women in uh, Duluth, Minnesota to get her master's degree. So, um, you know, she always, I always looked up to her a lot. And, you know, as far as like an influencer in astrology, uh, Linda Goodman, who, you Mm know, I... List out in my um in my book, I would have loved to have known her in real life, but by the time I really was interested in finding her, she had already passed so um i I got to know her through her books, and she was really kind of my gateway into astrology and re- specifically relationships in astrology with her book Love Signs. So that was a huge inspiration for my own book. So
1: Very very interesting. That's really wonderful. Yeah. Were any members in your family into astrology?
2: No, they were not. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> in fact, I um grew up in a very, you know, traditionally religious household where astrology mm-hmm. was taboo. So Mm -hmm. I actually, as a good Scorpio would, hid a lot of my um, (laughs) astrology fascination because it was not really something that my family accepted. However, now Mm -hmm. that I'm an adult, I think, you know, things change. People change. Situations change. They're actually incredibly supportive. My Uh dad sent me, like, a picture of himself holding my book with, like, tears in his eyes. So, you know, (laughs) it's funny how things change over time. But that would not have been the case when I was a child. So it's uh-huh. it's, um, it's all good. We've made some, yeah, we've grown together. <laughs>
1: so it's not like one of those phone calls, mom, check your son's sign, will you? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no. And it's, which is funny because both of my parents are the classic archetypes uh, and mm-hmm. like very much their sign. So um, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very, very interesting. What were you most curious about when you were a child?
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna age myself when I say this, but (laughs) I I used to have dial-up internet, you know, when I was like 12, Uh and so I'd sit there and wait for my dial-up internet, and you know, when the first page popped up, it was like Yahoo or like AOL, and -hmm. you always saw the horoscopes pop up on that main page, and I was fascinated, and I remember like clicking on it and Reading my horoscope and and I was like, "Wow, this really resonates with me and so mm-hmm. I started just learning about it and um obviously, my first way of learning was observation, mm-hmm. so I find out when people's birthdays were and um and then just observe them and try to connect the dots and the more and more that I learned. And the more and more connections I made between signs and the archetypes of sun signs, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was incredible how accurate it was and how much people are connected through their zodiac signs. And so that was really always my fascination. I remember even when I was small, my mom was like, Mm -hmm. you can paint your room however you want. I painted the whole thing like a dark navy blue and I painted little stars all over my room. I mean, Aww. that's how much I was like into it. Yeah. So I don't think I would let my child do that. Like looking back, I have a four-year-old and I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> no way. So thanks mom for letting me paint my, my walls in my room. That was fun. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I was really, really into it. Um so that's that's kind of my story about about how I entered mm. or f- fell in love with it, so to
1: say. Very very interesting. What actually fascinated you though? I mean, there got to be something that there's a hook that got you yeah. going. Were you trying to get answers to like, well, this thing didn't work out for me. I wonder if there's an answer out there for my question, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's how how most people get into astrology. But for mm-hmm. me personally. Because I was so young, I mean, how many yeah. real problems do you have when you're 12, right? <laughs> like, what's your real problem when you're when you're in middle school? I think what hooked me was just I started reading about them, and my dad is a Gemini, so I'd read about Gemini. And I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's just like him. And my mother mm-hmm. is a Virgo, so I'd read about Virgo and be like, that's just like her. Mm-hmm. And you know, my brothers, and so I just I started with my family and then went to my friends, and I'm like oh, my gosh, this is so accurate, just the mm-hmm. sunshine archetypes. And so I was like, that's really what helped me is how accurate it was and mm. kind of just like how fun it was to, to group people together this way. Um, and then, of course, later in life, it turned into, yes, looking for answers because
1: <laughs> the older we
2: get, I think we're always looking for some more answers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: That's true. That's very, very true. He said, let me consult my little book. <laughs> you're talking about aging ourselves. I recall, I think I ran into a cartoon called Hong Kong Pui, and they had to <laughs> kind of flip the book and say, let me see my Hong Kong book, Kung Fu." <laughs> What's so <the> wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. as a kid, you're like, okay, uh, let's see. Maybe there's some truth to this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. You kind of want to be like, well, is this me? Does, is this who I am? You know? And yeah. as a child, you're always, that's, you know, what you're doing is figuring out who you are. And I mean, geez, you're still figuring out who you are in your twenties and thirties and forever. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like a forever journey of finding mm-hmm. who you are. And I think astrology is a tool to do that. And, you know, astrology has had a huge boom within you know just the past few years, which right. I credit to the millennial and Gen Z generation, along with going through a global pandemic and people looking mm-hmm. for answers. And astrology is just a, a tool to bring people um, self-actualization. And and so for me, at a young age, that's not really what I was looking at, but now. It's nice to have had all of that knowledge to go into as an adult with, for sure.
1: Very interesting. You mentioned something that I'm glad you brought up because, as you had mentioned, obviously we all grow up with a certain, say, religious affiliation or spiritual mm-hmm. affiliation, discipline, quote-unquote, kind of thing, right? And yet, mm-hmm. astrology has always been out there. When I say out there, it's, it's mm-hmm. always been available, for lack of a better term, right? Mm-hmm. And so now with the new millennials, they tend seems to be more, I would not say open, but because of the availability of astrology, it's certainly fancied them, and they're fancied back in terms of seeing that there's a lot of realism in it, so to speak. What do you think is the driving factor for that?
2: Uh I think it's definitely a few different things. I believe that you know we're just a little bit our generation is more open minded um
0: mm-hmm.
2: I also credit it to um the more as the further and further along we go down the road, the more and more equality women have, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're you know so the majority of my readers and people who follow me identify as a woman. And so, you know, and and I think women, people who identify as women have been suppressed in past generations. That's just not a thing anymore. And where people used to be, you know, um, you know, looked down upon for more esoteric things. Now it's actually um, not such a taboo, topic anymore, and it's more right. of spirituality. And so I, I think I credit it to people who identify as women. I credit it to um, mm-hmm. more of an open-minded culture. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's what I have to say. I mean, we had a big wave of astrology in the 60s and 70s, but, right. um, and now we're going through another wave, and I, I think that's just because generationally we are looking past the patriarchy. We're looking past, you know, um, you know, we're looking for, for more spiritual answers rather than um, concrete answers, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and one of the fascinating thing about it also, I've always believed in, well, the proof is in the pudding, obviously. And mm-hmm. even in your case, as a young child, as you read what you read on the Internet, And then you look in real-life situation, it seems to validate it. And so that draws you in even more from that perspective versus trying to say, well, just envision this, okay, and things will work out. (laughs) After a while, it's like I need to see the proof in the pudding, for lack of a better term.
2: Absolutely. People are always looking for validation in their feelings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, life is tough. Life is hard. And and so when you're having – you know, uh, a bad week, a bad day, a year, whatever it is, you can, you know, kind of read about what's going on in the sky and, and make connections. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you go, okay, yeah, I'm not crazy for feeling the way that I do. These are some really <laughs> tough transits. Now, one of my favorite things that I say, and this is in my book too, is that astrology is not a tool to predict a storm. It's there mm-hmm. to tell you to bring an umbrella, So you Mm -hmm. can't have anxiety around it, but it's good to know what's going on so that if it does happen, you can be like, okay, well, this is probably why this is going on. And, um, you know, I know it's going to be, it will end. And that's the beauty of astrology is the ebbs and flows. And Mm -hmm. um, there's never a year that's going to have a perfect, you know, a perfect astrology. There's always ups and downs. So um, knowing when those are going to come and knowing if something happens, um, that you can validate your emotions, feelings, and kind of what's going on, and that's how it's really meant to be
1: used. Well, so true. And basically, we all want to make an informed decision. So the more information you have, the better off you are. So that's
0: yeah, a
1: perfect alignment, the way we all think today. When did the passion for astrology turn into a mission in life?
2: Yeah, I think... It it really turned into a mission when I was in my 20s. All my friends knew that I was into astrology. And it's funny because I feel like everybody <laughs> is into astrology now. But back, you know, in 2012, no. Nope, yeah. Like, it wasn't as popular as it is now. And so all my friends knew. And so whenever they started dating someone, they'd be like, Desiree, oh, what am I like with the sun sign? And, and, you know, <laughs> I'd tell them. And one of my friends said... this is so informative and fun to learn and hear about. You should start a blog. And in 2012, blogs were all the rage. Everybody's blog. I mean, that's, that's what people were doing. And so I, I did just that. And I looked up dates actually for this. It was February 20th, 2012. I wrote my first post for a friend, um, Mm -hmm. which was Leo and Sagittarius. And um, and so that was like the very first one, and and since then I've you know posted like over 650 articles on my site. So <laughs> we're t- yeah, so almost 11 years later. Uh, but then you know fast forward, and I continued to just write posts either when I had time or. Mm-hmm. If I was around a couple that was, like, inspiring me by observation, I'd be like, oh, I need to write about this sign. And so I would go home and, like, write about it. And um, and then I finished my last post in um, in May of 2020. And I was living in a different state. I was married at the time. So I went from being 24 and single um, to 32 and married with a child and It throughout my journey of writing this. And so mm-hmm. I used my own personal relationships i used uh, my friends relationships and even relationships that didn't make it so you know because in those hardships i i was able to find you know good advice for for matches as well so almost every single if not every single one of the 78 matches in my book is inspired by a relationship that either i went through personally or that i observed personally so um, it's a very personal book,
1: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, our podcast available on iHeart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Teachers Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to our hot centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. November's theme is a celebration of gratitude and thankfulness. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO of your family. My guest for this morning is Desiree, Ravi, and Tila. Desiree specializes in sun science and astrological relationships. She has written numerous articles on matchmaking, cosmic timing, and forecasts. She teaches astrology classes in her local community and has conducted hundreds of natal chart and synastry reading. She's also one of our featured expert contributors for our September Inspirations for Better Living magazine. Please go to inspirationforbetterliving.com to read her inspiring and empowering story, Finding Love in the Sun Signs in the heart of the stove section. Our kitchen table conversation this morning is about her remarkable life's journey and her newly released book, Sun Signs in Love, Relationship Compatibility by the Stars. Desiree, what is the inspiration that led you to write Sun Signs in Love?
2: Yeah, so um, like I was mentioning before, mostly you know my friends asking me uh, mm-hmm. for advice and telling me that I should start that blog that was really kind of the Kickstarter into my writing journey um, and uh, made it a really great way to share not only with people that I knew, but quite literally the world about astrology. And there wasn't a lot of astrology content on the internet in 2012. So my blog along with some other ones like mystic Medusa and some other Mm -hmm. um, uh, astrology bloggers um, out there, uh, were, were, there was just a handful of us. And so at the time, you know, writing about it, I, I was literally getting page views from all over the world about my uh, my writing. And, um, and you know, fast forward 11 years, there's a lot more <laughs> uh, astrology <laughs> content on the Internet. So, um, but yeah, that, that was really kind of what kick-started my journey was, or my writing journey was writing for my friends.
1: And you had mentioned that you focus on relationships and later on sinistry. Why is that?
2: Yeah, um, specifically because of the the life, you know, the life stage I was at. I mean, I was dating and all my friends were dating. And relationships (laughs) are the focus at that time in your life. So that was really why um, I think I, I wasn't that person that the first person I dated was like, who I ended up with forever. So I had quite a dating journey. And so I think I was always looking for answers, you know, and found it fascinating how, you know, different signs mesh and how their energies vibrate together and how it's so different. Um, and the connections, of course, too, were always fascinating when I when I saw couples and in relationships for myself.
1: How is synastry important to all of us, and can you give us some examples?
2: Yeah, I mean, so synastry is really defined as, you know, overlaying two birth charts on top of each other and looking at the angles between the planets. So there's really two chart types you can use when looking at relationships. There's composite and synastry. So synastry is what I just described, and composite actually takes the midpoints between both of you and your partner's charts and then casts a brand new chart for your relationship. So it's like your relationship gets its own birth chart. So it's a very different way to look at it. Um, both are for sh- certain accurate in their own light. But synastry, I think for me personally, is a little juicier because you do get to see how each person feels about each other um, separately and then also together. Uh, so, you would look at obviously what aspect um, your suns are to each other, what your sun, Venus, 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 moon, sun. I mean, you could, there's like endless possibilities. And so, it, it's a lot of information. Sinistry charts provide a lot of insight.
1: Very, very interesting. To me, it's like there's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So and not only that, relationships are complicated.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, not to mention, All these parts are moving because they're not fixed. I mean, in the skies, right? So what is today is in this position, tomorrow is in next position and whatnot and so forth. So that is kind of a little bit fascinating when you look at from an astro match from that standpoint of view. Are there good or bad matches in astrology?
2: Yeah, so I don't believe in that. I don't believe that there's good or bad matches. I think all matches have challenges and uh, areas of opportunity, and I believe all matches have um, positive aspects to them, too. If you look at a synastry chart, you know, mm-hmm. the synastry chart doesn't change because it's, it's your birth charts together, and your birth chart is your birth chart forever, because That's what you know. That's where the planets were at the second that you were born. Um, So your Mm -hmm. synastry chart will never actually change with your partner. So having that information and creating compassion around maybe the more difficult aspects um, that you have and knowing about those, I think brings a lot of insight for you and your partner and helps you realize, okay, yeah, this is a more challenging piece of our relationship, but. If um, if you know how to work with that energy and know that that's there, then you can create some awareness and, and like I said, compassion around it.
1: Interesting. Very, very interesting. So how about, say, a surprisingly juicy astrological match? <laughs> is there such a thing? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes, there absolutely is. I think the juiciest match is are the quincuits matches which mm-hmm. um so hucks means um that their signs are um there's they have nothing in common so they don't have this they're not the same element they are not the same modality and they are not the same yin and yang so if you a great example of a hucks match would be uh, aries and scorpio right so you have fire water
0: Mm-hmm. Cardinal
2: fixed and Yin and yin energy, so there's literally nothing in common, but the reason that it's so juicy is because because they are so incredibly different, there is this natural fascination um and they also fall into each other's eighth houses, so their son 'cause they're the, of the aspect, their son will fall in the eighth house, which is the house of intimacy. And so Mm -hmm. there is this very intimate and very, they're very interested in each other, which really kind of creates a lot of juiciness, for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very, very interesting. Well, besides sun signs, can you use your book through other planetary aspects, such as moon rising or Venus signs and so forth?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, once you're done reading about your sun sign, cast your synastry chart and see where what sign your moons are in, and read like let's say your moons are Capricorn and Cancer. Well, go read the Capricorn and Cancer um, chapter, um, and then you can read about your rising signs together and see you know if that resonates with you. And then of course you could go do your Venus signs, which Venus rules love in astrology. Mars rules. Uh, physical energy and passions. You could read about that. So there's really endless possibilities. I've even had somebody tell me that they read this for their own birth chart. So someone said that they read what their sun and their moon was. And I believe she was an Aries sun, Cancer moon. And Traditionally, in astrology, most astrologers would say, oh, that's terrible because it's square. And I, when I'm writing, I don't write like that. I write about the positive aspects of it. And so she read it, and she said for the first time that she felt seen. So you can even use it in your own birth chart as well.
1: Very, very interesting. Is there an astrologer that has influenced your work?
2: Yeah, I talked about it a little bit in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Linda Goodman is definitely someone that has inspired me most definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, She just really spoke to me through her writing and her experience, and I loved her the way her she was so conversational. It was Mm -hmm. it really did feel like she was speaking to me and. I remember I was in a relationship when I found her book and I, I read that, that subsection and I was like, oh, this is exactly what I was looking for. So I bought mm-hmm. her book. Her book is huge. I don't know if you know which book I'm talking about, but love signs is, um, I just have it actually right in front of me here. Um, let's see how many pages this thing is. 909 pages. <laughs> oh my huge. God. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a, it's a brick. So, um, it gave me a lot of content to work with, and I learned a
1: lot mm-hmm. from that book. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Our podcast is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Citrus Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to our heart centered and passion driven Inspiration for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. November's theme is a celebration of gratitude and thankfulness. My guest for this morning is Desiree Robbie and Philip. Desiree specializes in sun science and astrological relationship. She has written numerous articles on matchmaking, cosmic timing, and forecasts. She teaches astrology classes in her local community and has conducted hundreds of natal chart and synastry readings. She is also one of the featured expert contributors for our September Inspiration for Better Living magazine. Please go to InspirationforBetterLiving.com to read her inspiring and empowering story, Finding Love in the Sun Sign, in the Heart of the Stove section. Our kitchen table conversation this morning is about her remarkable life's journey and her newly released book, Sun Signs in Love, Relationship Compatibility by the Stars. Desiree, how... Were you able to get into the mindset of each sun sign combination to write about them in such an intimate way? That's one thing I really am fascinated about your book because in reading about me, (laughs) it's just (laughs) amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
2: um, So, since I have been observing uh, astrology since I was, you know, twelve, which. Mm You know, I'll be 35 on Saturday. My birthday is just in like three days, so. Hey, um, happy birthday! <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, I've just been observing, and I, and so yes, obviously, some of my inspiration comes from relationships that I've been in myself. Other mm-hmm. ones, like I mentioned before, are observing my friends' relationships, but. A really good way to understand the vibration between two people is combining their element. Mm-hmm. So all of the twelve sun signs are an element. So when you think of, of it, it gives it um, it gives you a tangible way to think of something. So like when you think of a fire and a water sign together, water can put out fire if you have too right. much, but if you have too much. Fire, it will evaporate the water. But if you can find a balance between those two elements, you get a nice steam, right? And so, Mm -hmm. and that's what it's like for all of them. So, some of them blend a little easier than others, obviously. Um, Some are a little trickier. um, But that's a really good way to think about, um, you know, how a couple is together. The second thing is modality, which is the way in which all 12 sun signs communicate. So you have your fixed signs, which um when you think about fixed uh signs in general, they're always the big the start of each season. Um they always fall on a either an equinox or a solstice. So for example mm-hmm. you have Aries which is the spring equinox um and then for example Capricorn which is the winter starts us with the winter solstice. So they're the starters.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
2: the cardinal signs, they're the people who get everybody going. So They like to lead in their relationships typically. Um, So when you think of them with either, you know, a fixed sign, which is, you know, fixed signs are the next, um, you know, the the center of the season. So they don't like to lead or follow. They just kind of like to do their own thing. They're the organizers (laughs) of the Zodiac, right? So they don't like to be, they're not very easily swayed. So when they are with a cardinal sign, um, you know, you have to think about that when you're thinking about, uh, how that, that modality operates. And then the last Mm -hmm. one is mutable signs. And they're the most flexible because Mm -hmm. they're kind of at the end of the season. They are, yes, they are that season, but they're getting, they're preparing for another one they're able to kind of toggle between both energies. And so when you think of mutables, they are the most communicative sign in the Zodiac, flexible, uh, transitional. And so, they um, are, you know, a really great, um, you know, they're not so a modality to have. And and it's interesting to think about them with both fixed and cardinal and with even their own modality. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um, that's another way that I look and think about when I'm writing, like, okay, well, what does a mutable sign need when they're with a cardinal sign and, and so on and so forth. And then you have to look at the elements. And then of course you look at like their yin and yang. So, the zodiac is split in half, half is yin, half is yang. All of the water signs are yin and
0: mm-hmm. all of the
2: earth signs are yin and all of the air and fire signs are yang. So then you think about that and yang energy gets more extroverted and puts out energy, whereas yin is more dark and internal and reflective. And so that's the third and kind of final what I like to call your cosmic cocktail, because each sign has their own cosmic cocktail and nobody's is the same. So then mm-hmm. when you mix those, those cosmic cocktails together, you get a different cocktail. <laughs> <And> that <laughs> is, that's what sinister is, right? It's just yeah. kind of mixing all of the different energies together.
1: It's fascinating. In your journey with studying astrology, did you cross over in terms of? all the other cultures, so to speak, and looking into how the fascination of their look into astrology. For example, the reason why I'm asking that is because, like, of course, the Chinese have their own astrological look from a standpoint Mm -hmm. of a yearly versus a monthly deal, right? And Mm -hmm. they have all the animals and so forth. And I was born in the year of the ox, and my sister was born in the year of the... She and we were both adopted and we fight like cats and dogs. She's six years older than I but you know, we love each other, don't get me wrong, but you know what I'm talking about like, oh my god <laughs> Growing yeah. up, picking on each actually it's more of me picking on her than she
0: picking on me. <laughs> the
1: younger brother mentality kind of thing. But have you found I guess in a way a synergy between all these cultural differences and stuff like that or something of that nature.
2: Yeah, I absolutely love um, Chinese astrology. I, I know enough to be dangerous, but I it is not my specialty <laughs> by any means. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I wish That we celebrated the same way here in the United States, the way that the Chinese do, because it's all based on the moon, which, hello, Mm. that makes so much sense, you know, (laughs) the Chinese New Year is all based on the moon. And I'm like, well, why don't we do that here, you know? (laughs) So, um my husband is also an ox. He's a wood ox. Um, uh-huh. And they he is an ox. Like if you think like when I look at him and like physically and personality, he's just 30 and mm-hmm. um, hard working. And so yes, it definitely resonates. I'm a fire rabbit, which also I'm very lucky. <laughs> very, very lucky. Um, and my son is a, is uh, was born the year of the dog. And that's also perfect for him. So yes, mm-hmm. I know a lot about it. And I think When, you know, when you get into astrology, many people also get into tarot and, um, you know, palm reading and there's other, there's so many different esoteric things you can get into. Um, And even within astrology, there's different avenues you can go down. Um, Some people uh, specialize in horary astrology, which I think Mm. is so cool. And actually, Mm -hmm. my publisher, Llewellyn, just sent me like three horary books because I had mentioned it. So I'm going to get into it. I just want to read about it. Yeah. It's, um, really, yeah. It's like based on like when you ask a question, like they can even help you find things you've lost. Or I actually consulted a horary astrologer while I was pregnant with my son to ask what his due date was going to be um, mm-hmm. or when he was going to be born. So, I um, mean, and then there's just, uh, there's also like Hellenistic astrology, which is coming back in a huge wave because of um, Chris Brennan's podcast, you know, and he is a horror or I'm sorry, Hellenistic mm-hmm. astrologer, which, you know, focuses more on like the older scribes and like texts from like Babylonian area. And so there's just a bazillion different avenues you can go down with astrology. And so, yes, to answer your question, I am so fascinated by everything. Um, but you know, I, I feel like I have a niche and, and it's still relationships and that I love talking about them and I love mm-hmm. studying them. And so for me, that's really kind of what my focus has been on as an astrologer.
1: I'm so glad you went into all of that because my fascination about, I guess, astrology in the sense of the overall aspects of it, there's a lot of science into it. And this has been around for thousands of years and I'm really intrigued with the knowledge that you have and talking about like how sometimes life patterns and so forth. For example, when you talk about like for me, for example, I was born in the year of the ox and I remembered my mom telling me that when she went to see a sage and that person Mm -hmm. told her, mind you now, I wasn't even born yet. Okay. So this is when she, went to see someone, I was adopted at birth, so she went to see someone and this person told her that, don't worry, this child is just resting in this person's womb. This is mm-hmm. meant for you. And yeah. he will actually, uh, he's obviously born in the year of the ox, and he says, if it's a night ox, it's even better, because at night the ox rests,
0: right? It's <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> <During the> daytime
1: <laughs> where the ox right. has to work in the field. Not to say wanting to go off into tenure here, but let's just say there are other things that he said that come to a point in time in his life that he has to leave home. And the further he goes, the better off he is. And let's just say it four months after my 18th birthday, I landed in Baton Rouge, Louisiana to go to college. And I tell you what, if you drill a hole through the globe, Malacca Malaysia is on the other side of the globe. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, having said that, so I don't know whether you can give me some thoughts about, I'm sharing some personal stuff here about my son's sign. <laughs> I'm a Leo. And then funny thing about it, my mom really doesn't realize she couldn't really pinpoint whether I was born at 10 or 10.30 at night because I was adopted. But it was just a fun thing. Right. And the fascination of how accurate the sciences of the equation, you, know, you allow it to just kind of settle in, so to speak.
2: Right, yeah, and I'm just looking at, um, yeah, and you sent me your chart, so thank you for doing that, because it's just kind of fun to look at. And, you know, I, I did look, and it looks like biggest difference, obviously, with the two times that you have is your ascendant, which makes sense, because, you know, the ascendant is, or your rising sign is what some people call it, mm-hmm. um, changes the fastest, right? Uh, so, It looks like your moon stays the same because the moon also shifts signs every two-ish days. So depending on um, the day, it can ingress into a different sign. Like my son, for example, like when my son was born, um, the moon had literally within the minute moved into Sagittarius. So he has like a Sagittarius moon at zero degrees. So for you, the big thing that changes is your ascendant, which is either in Aries or in Taurus, depending on which time is accurate. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be kind of fun to read a, or t- kind of just like tell you mm-hmm. a little bit about each rising sign and then you could be like, all right, that one resonates more. <laughs> I mean, does that sound okay? Um, because i like, when you think about rising sign, it's how you come off to the world or how you are perceived or experienced. Think about it as like the face that you show when you first meet somebody brand new. It's kind of like Mm -hmm. what they um, experience you as. And some people resonate with their rising sign even more than their sun sign. Um, But that's hard to do when you're a Leo just because Leos are just so Leo big personalities. <laughs> um, but I have met some quiet Leos, especially if they're um, a night chart. So usually mm-hmm. people born at night tend to resonate with their moon a lot. But yeah, so when you're an Aries rising, um, you're hard to miss. I think that you have usually have like an impulsive Gregarious, outgoing energy about them. Um, they're, you know, they're the type of people that you can't miss when they walk into a room. Uh, fire energy. Um, Aries rules the face. So typically, you know, Aries risings have a strong jawline. jawline. Bigger eyebrows or very prominent eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, they also are ruled by the planet of Mars. So red is tend it tends to be a favorite color of theirs. Um, I think Aries rising look very powerful, almost like mm-hmm. they're like going into battle like they and they also walk <laughs> headfirst like a ram.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: so that is kind of like an Aries rising and then Taurus risings have a much softer presence. My son is a Taurus rising. Um, and what I've noticed about both in this Venus world. So, Mm -hmm. uh, there are two Venus world signs, Taurus and Libra. And what I've noticed about those two signs is that they tend to have dimples, softer looking faces, just, um, they tend to be, you know, uh, just more like plush and like supple looking, long lashed cow eyes, like big, beautiful eyes. Um, you know, I just find them to be really uh, easy to be around. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about Taurus risings, they are um, like a mix of decadence and staunchiness because, you know, they're very frugal uh, and, you know they love the color green or more like earthy tones, and yeah, think of like nature and things that are beautiful. Um And they're of course attracted to money because Taurus rolls money. So I mean, so <laughs> out of those two, which one do you think sounds more like you?
1: I think I'm more towards Taurus, and the reason yeah. is because when uh, I even though I'm I a
2: yeah,
1: I'm a natural leader, but then I lead from the back when i say from the back is i'm not looking for the spotlight
2: <laughs> sure right so maybe that yeah. Taurus, that that Taurus kind of curbs your leo too which makes sense so yeah um, yeah i mean i could definitely see that for sure i think that would be and and i think do you have dimples i feel like i look at your picture and i see like maybe
1: <laughs> do you bit i think not as much and yeah and but it's just the overall personality traits that you mentioned it's fascinating and i'm telling people they need to buy your book for sure because i love this book i'm looking at chapter five and leo the first thing i got was oh my god (laughs) 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 this is me it's interesting because that's what it's all about it's a validation of who we are right because we go through the process of like sometimes Oh my gosh, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? And so forth. And so the information that you have given is so thorough in the book. And for me it's like, wow, it makes me feel good because it validates the things that I've done from the heart centered those kind of things because I am a hunt certain person and so forth. And it's yeah. all the way down to food. I mean, I'm eating pineapples just about every day. <laughs>
2: well and it makes sense because leo rules the heart so leos are very heart centered they have some of the biggest hearts in the zodiac they're very warm and and generous and um very heart centered so Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. for you well
1: it's very very interesting i'm fascinated by the book how has knowing your sun signs contributed to your personal and professional life
2: yeah, I mean, I've known my my sun sign obviously since I was a child, and mm-hmm. um, I'm constantly, you know, learning about things about my own chart, mostly through transits. When that means that transits are what's going on in the sky right now, and mm-hmm. how those transits are affecting my own personal birth chart, and so that is always a learning lesson. Um, but you know, and then I've also learned some newer timing techniques over the last three years, so um hellenistic timing techniques like perfection years um so for myself when your perfection year always starts on your birthday and so you go through this year and it's kind of like a cycle like a 12-year cycle you go through throughout your life and having saturn returns and jupiter returns and aries returns and it's or aries returns i'm like mars returns and like um today, uh Venus went into Sagittarius, and that's where it was when I was born, so I'm having my mm-hmm. Venus return today and so like, what does that feel like how are how does that you know affect me personally? How does it affect my relationships and so that's constantly a learning lesson and and um and then also too just understanding my husband's chart and my child's chart and like how we all vibe together. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's so much fun. Like if you really get into it, you do learn so much and you create compassion around certain things. Like my husband has his moon in Aries, so he's very <laughs> emotionally impulsive and sometimes that's really <laughs> fun, and other times it's not, you know? And right, so right. um he'll do something and I'll be like, "Oh, that's his Aries moon right there."
0: <laughs> so um
2: you know, and so and so on and so forth.
1: I think that's interesting, though, because you mentioned earlier about not just the opposite side of the equation, right? But the beauty of it yeah. is one strength is the other person's weaknesses, vice versa. But in the union and collaboration, that's the beauty of it. That's what it's all about. It's that one plus one, the combination of it equals three because it brings the strength together and creating something beautiful.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And every single person's. Sinistry is completely unique. So there is absolutely nothing um, in common because there's Mm -hmm. the, the chances of you being with, you know, somebody at the ex- with someone with the exact same time of birth at the exact same places near, it's impossible. So mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. synastry is so incredibly unique and there's never been a love story like yours. So when you think about that, um, it's kind of magical really. Right,
1: right, right. So true. Do you have a recommendation as to the best way to read sun signs in love?
2: No, I think you should read it however you want. I mean, I really mm-hmm. didn't design the book to be read cover to cover. I designed right. it to be where someone's going to be in a bookstore and they see my book and they immediately flip to their relationship. And that, cause that's what I would do, right? <laughs> um, so you're going to flip to that. And then maybe then you'll go to your son's sign and start reading about, you know, like, just the intro about your archetype of love and your lesson Mm -hmm. in love and colors and crystals and, you know, the mythology behind your sign And um, there's just so many little nuggets of, of information in there that I think are so fun to learn about. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful book. So for me, it would be, I guess I'll carry it with me. And then I happen to run to a girl and say, are you a Scorpio or a Taurus or something? And then I'll check it out. Uh, well, thanks. Great knowing you. See you later. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> I mean, but, uh, if a guy, I mean, if I was single and a man pulls out a, an astrology book, I would uh-huh. be in love immediately. I'd be like, Uh-oh. Yep, that's
0: the one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. So
2: that's a great That's great advice for for anybody. Bring the book with you. I mean, if I'm I'm serious, like if a guy pulled out an astrology book on a date, I would be like, what? Oh, my gosh. Yes.
1: That's awesome. Dating tips,
2: guys. Come on.
1: There you go. There you go. Where can someone go to buy your book, get more information about your offerings, and keep up with your latest happenings?
2: Yeah, so my book is pretty much sold everywhere where books are. Um, my publisher is Llewellyn. You can buy it directly from them. Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. I mean, you name it, it's it's there. It's pretty easy to get a hold of. Um, I have my own website, com. I am very active on Instagram, and that's at Simply Sun Signs, and you can find me on Instagram. Um, I do daily forecast postings, so if you kind of want to know what's going on with the stars that day, all you have to do is just follow me on Instagram, and you get a little, you know, a couple sentences, three sentences, but what's, you know, the transit for the day, and so that's fun, and um, so that's where you can follow me. Obviously, I also have, you know, you can sign up for my emails, and I'm constantly doing, like, offers. Right now, I'm actually, um, you know, if you buy the book and you write a review and you just send me a screenshot, I'm sending you a free astrological gift guide for the holiday season, a bookmark, and a signed book plate for free. You just have to send me your screenshot and I'll send send all those things to you in the mail. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of what's going on with me right now.
1: Fantastic. That's really a wonderful offer. By the way, this book is just not about the relationship between the opposite sex, so to speak, right here. This is about true relationship, connecting with people. And I think that's the other side of the equation, which is very, very important, and especially as we go into the holiday season. So it's about connecting and making true relationships with friends, people, professionally, and personally. I think that's what's the beauty of it, because in understanding the other person.
2: Yeah, this would make a really fun holiday gift for anyone that's even remotely into astrology, even if they just like it a little bit, because it's such an easy read and anybody mm. read it. I think it could definitely be a fun topic of conversation. Um, you could like just go <laughs> through your whole family at the holidays and be like, oh, yeah, you guys are this time together and read about it and have a laugh, you know. Precisely.
1: Um, So, yeah. That's wonderful. That's really, really wonderful. So what's next for you?
2: You know, honestly, I... I don't know. I mean just, you know, promoting this book and enjoying this for a little while and it's so funny. A lot of people are already asking me, So are you gonna write another book? And it's kinda of uh-huh. almost like after you have a baby and then six months later people are like, Are you gonna have another baby soon? And I'm like, Hold on, pump break. I'm trying to enjoy the baby I have right now. <laughs> so I'm That's just right. gonna enjoy just enjoy it, and and this has been this whole publishing process is just so fun and such a mm-hmm. fun and and emotional thing to go through. And um, so yeah, I'm just gonna promote my book and be a mom to my four year old, and you know, I have my my job, and we're heading into the holiday <laughs> season, which is my favorite. You know, family and right. um, yeah, and so that's kind of in the immediate future. That's kind of what's going on in my personal life and and then professionally just um, I, I you know pushing my book out because I think it's such a, mm-hmm. a fun book and everybody should have it really
1: it's a perfect timing for the holiday season and like we talked about earlier just now I think it's wonderful conversation piece and also again it's just not about the boy girl relationship it's about relationship for everyone because as you know the other yeah. person it helps you to connect at the deeper level
2: yeah this is not this book is not written with any gender it is um, <laughs> so it's not just for um, for straight couples Uh yeah, this is yeah, yeah. for its gender fluid there's no gender at all and as right, we become right. more gender fluid as um, a nation and as a as the world I think, you know, when I was writing my book, I that was really important to me. You know, Linda Goodman, her book was mm-hmm. published in nineteen fifty one and so it's, you know, Libra Man with Cancer Woman and like that's not necessary <laughs> anymore. Um so the book is written with no gender at all because it's just it's not needed.
1: Right, right. So true. Yeah. As we come close to the end of the hour, since our show is about people, family and living life. Would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning?
2: So my recipe for living is to always create compassion for one another. I think this world needs a lot of love right now. I think it needs a lot of empathy right now. And so my Mm -hmm. recipe for living is just to create some more compassion in your heart.
1: Beautiful. Very beautiful. Well, Desiree, thank you for the beautiful recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me in two weeks, Wednesday morning, November 30th at 10 a.m. Central Time. My guest will be Amy Newmark, the publisher and editor-in-chief for Chicken Soup for the Soul. Amy and I will be having a conversation about their latest holiday release, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Magic of Christmas, 101 Tales of Holiday Joy, Love, and Gratitude. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Desiree, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a very blessed Thanksgiving holiday.
2: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. Take care and bye-bye.